Express Programs. This is Dan Dan, the board game man, with this week's Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. Each episode, I'm going to give you a topic for the list and give you my picks for the top five of those games. This week, it's time for the Top 5 of 2019. And since some of my picks night might not be 100% line up with the zeitgeist that is out there, I'm also going to give you the, what are kind of the top five games going by the BGG rankings. Uh, I'll also try to do a better job of making sure you know what game I'm talking about. Like if there's any sort of weird spelling uh, or if it's a foreign name or foreign word or anything like that, I'll do a better job of making sure it's very clear. And as always, if you have any questions about the game, please uh, shoot me a tweet at GeekJockBlog on Twitter, or you can always uh, send tweets to Major Spoilers. I'm sure Steven will forward it on to me. Or, of course, come on over to the Major Spoilers Discord channel in either the tabletop section or the top five section and ask, and I'll be happy to let you know uh, which game you might have been looking for. I'm also going to be trying about a week out or two weeks out after each list. I'll try to do a, a better job of posting the games that I did have for the list on that Discord. I try not to put it in the show notes because, you know, it's not really much of a surprise if I put a show notes up with all the games that I'm talking about. So I'll kind of wait a little bit and then I'll post them up there into the Discord as well. So the 29th. 19 was a pretty good year for games. It wasn't a great year for games. I find that there's a lot of median games, like a lot of middle level games, not a lot of huge games and not a lot of really bad games. So it's it's kind of a middling year, but there was a lot of good games and more and more games keep coming out. So I'm going to give you my picks. And of course, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that a lot of games that I did miss, or I mean, there's only five games here and there's thousands of games. So, uh, you know, listen to the next Geek All-Stars podcast where we'll go into the top 11 of the year and between myself and Chris, we'll have a lot of games that we will make mentioned there. So without further ado, number five on my list is Horrified. And this was a game that really came out of nowhere, probably my surprise hit of the year. This was by Prospero Hall uh, and also is who designed it and it was published by Ravensburger. This is a mass market game, which is surprising why it's so good. Now it's kind of set in that uh, you know, horror genre. It's, it's, I want to say horror genre, but it's kind of the universal monsters out there. This is a cooperative game, really, really fun, very family weight. My daughter is 16. She plays it with all her friends a lot. So there's a lot of different monsters in there and you're taking turns trying to take care of, you have to do special things depending on which monster, like with, if you want to defeat Dracula, you got to find all his coffins. And, and, you know, depending on the items that you get, you have to discard a certain amount of items to be able to destroy the coffins before you can actually defeat Dracula. And also you're trying to do this in a certain amount of time. And you'll usually have anywhere two, three, or four monsters, depending on how difficult and how many players you have. So you'll have to do each one of the different monsters. I think the game comes with five of the universal monsters, and I'm sure they'll have some expansions coming. There's a lot of different player characters you can use that all have their own abilities and amount of actions that you can do. This is an absolutely terrific game, probably the best family weight game of the year, in my opinion, uh, horrified and absolutely fantastic one to five players plays in about an hour, which also makes it great. And you find it at all the mass market stores. So that's great. Number four, medium. Now I've talked a lot about this game being one of the best new party games that you'll find. Uh, this is from storm chaser games is the design company or the design group. And it is made by greater than games. Uh, this is an amazingly fun party game where you and a partner, and depending on how you set up, usually you'll kind of go around in a circle. So it's anywhere from two to eight players plays in about 30 to 45 minutes. And you'll have, you know, a handful of cards, uh, cards that have words on them and you'll put down a, a, a thing. It'll be like, let's just say you put down island and somebody else puts down princess and then in, you go three two one and you both try to say the word now what were you thinking you go three two one 
Moana, something along those lines, or Disney or something along those. And then depending on if you get it right or not, the next uh, two words that'll be will be the words that you just said. You get to do that three times. See if you get it and you get a certain amount of points and it goes on to the next people, uh, you know, the next people, the, the person to your left and then the person to their left go next. So you kind of always involved around a table. You know, you'll get involved with two different people, not just one partner. This is a great party game. Very easy to play for all ages, not just uh, adults. You could be kids, adults. Everybody, uh, even people that do not necessarily like games at all, will like this game. This is medium. Again, number four. Number three is a little bit more of a, ho- uh, a uh, hobby board game. It's called Hadara. This was uh, put out by Z-Man Games or Hums and Gluck. This is by Benjamin Schwer. This came out last year. Uh, well, obviously, <laughs> two to five players. Plays in about an hour as well. This is kind of a medium weight game. It looks a lot harder on the table, but this is basically just kind of a drafting game. You're going to go into five different colors on the board, and each one of them will do a little bit different as far as whether you're trying to get money, uh Politi- uh, a, uh, a, a trophy power or military power or just having to be able to feed your people. Now, you're going to be drafting these cards that will increase your different things of those four different uh, characteristics, and you're trying to get some money, and you're also trying to just get all those points at the end of the game, because each one of the cards will have some points. You're trying to build these monuments out there, but you're kind of taking two cards, deciding which one you want to build, and discarding the other one, and then after the first phase is done, where you kind of go in order, everybody gets two cards from every one of the five colors, and then after that, you're picking one of the colors kind of in player order, and then you're deciding whether you want to take that card, one of the cards, or you're going to discard it just for money. Plays over three longer rounds or eras, and then that's it. Very simple drafting game. Kind of not really too abstracty, but it's a really, really good game. I think this is a really good lightish, again, light to medium drafting game, which kind of scratches a really cool itch. It's called Hadara, H-A-D-A-R-A. Very, very solid game. Number two, you hear this game a lot from me on these, maybe not necessarily on top five, but if you listen to Munchkin Land and the Munchkin Minute, you'll hear me talk about this game almost every other episode. Marvel Champions, the card game. This is by Fantasy Flight Games. This game rocks. This is an absolutely great game. Kind of a mixture of, we'll call it a mixture of like Sentinels of the Multiverse and kind of an LCG or kind of CCG kind of play to it, but it is co-op, but has a little bit more kind of, more modularization or more deck building because in Sentinels in a Multiverse, you just kind of get a deck. Each everybody gets their own superhero and get your deck and just go against the the villain. Here, there's a little bit more. You know, uh, there's basic cards and each there's an aspect and then your hero. So the hero will have I think it's about uh, 14 to 16 cards. Then there's an you're gonna pick one of the aspects which will have another bunch of cards. I think another 16 or 19 cards and then you can put some of the basic cards in there because you have a 40 card deck. I think it's a 40 or 50 card deck. And then you go against one of the villains, which will have schemes, and the villains themselves will have their own kind of encounter deck, and it's completely cooperative, uh, plays uh, one to four players, because you can play it by yourself, but that's really tough to play by yourself, but... Two players is amazing. Two to four players is is kind of a real good sweet spot, but I like to play it as two players because it just has that really good feel. And you go against different uh, champions, I mean, different villains, and there's a lot more packs, monthly packs that are coming out basically every month. So look out for that. I mean, they've got Ms. Marvel, Captain America, all sorts of packs that have been coming out, but this is an absolutely fantastic game. Marvel Champions, you can pick it up for, I believe, about $50 to $60 for the base game, and each one of those monthly packs are about $15. Again, this is an LCG, not very hard. You know, deck building is not very hard to do because uh, it is just kind of that modular, you know, take a hero, take an aspect and a couple of bon- uh, couple of the basic cards and go. 
that was number two, Marvel Champions, the LCG. And number one, Fleet the Dice Game. This is a, a, an absolutely great roll and rights. So now we're ha- starting to see a lot more of these roll and rights come into vogue now. But this is the best one I have played in a very long time. This is by Matt Riddle and Ben Pinchback, two amazing designers. All their stuff tends to be really, really good. It was put out by Eagle and Griffin Games. Now, this is kind of a, let's say it's a little more complex, just but a little bit more going on, not necessarily all that much comp- more complex of a roll and write, but it kind of has that really good, kind of more of a meaty feel to a roll and write uh, than some of the others. So you're going to have two different sheets. You'll have uh, one which is more of a kind of a shipping sheet, and the other one is more of your harbor uh, in, in the other areas. So you're trying to, in the shipping, you're going to get different licenses, whether it be the shrimp license, lobster license, uh, swordfish license. And each one of the licenses will let you do a little bit more with your dice. Now, somebody will roll the dice on their turn, and then you go around drafting. Everybody drafts uh, a die, and then the last die that's left over, everybody gets to do that action. So you're either going to kind of pick one of the different licenses, you'll get to try, uh, you know, X off another piece there where you can get uh, other, you know, whether it be the license or uh, you can also get to launch a boat of that type as well, which is also very good because you want to catch fish. That's kind of half the, half the thing. There's also a market uh, dice. There's other dice that you roll kind of in a second phase, which would be the harbor and the market uh, dice. And you get to do other things in the war for the market or the harbor. And they'll also give you a little bit more powers throughout the game. And again, once you everybody drafts a die and then the last die, everybody gets to do. So kind of the player order has a lot to do with it, especially going first is great because you get to draft exactly what you want. But going last, you decide what you get and what not everybody else is going to get. And then what everybody else is going to get. So that's actually really cool too. Look for that one. Fleet the dice game, an absolutely amazing roll, roll and write. Again, you're looking at probably, I think this is one is only about 20 to $25 should be available online. I know if it is out of print, it is coming back in because it is such a popular game. Uh, again, that is fleet the dice game. Now my number, I'll give you my top five again, real quick. Horrified, medium, Hadara, Marvel Champions LCG and Fleet the Dice Game. Now, what I'm going to do with the Board Game Geek. Now, the way I'm going to do this with Board Game Geek, uh, it's a little bit harder because by when you search by games released in 2019, and what I did is I kind of put them in order by what their quote unquote rankings are. Now, it could be a little mis- misleading because tends to have a little bit of a bias for games that are released later in the year. But as I sorted out, the games that are ranked the highest in BGG are what I'm going to tell you here. And uh, the first one is kind of another one that is a perfect example of something I think it came out a little bit later in the year and has a lot of rankings to it, but I have not seen it myself in, in actually out there in, in, you know, in the wild. So this is called Tainted Grail, The Fall of Avalon. This is from Awaken Realms, uh, and it's a one to two hour, it's a campaign game. And each one of the things is one to two hours, one to four players. And this is kind of a, a medium to heavier weight game. This is very campaign driven, but it's very focused on story. Uh, it has a lot of different encounters and it's got a, a bit of a puzzle to it. It seems to be a really, really cool game. It's one, uh, you kind of have a little bit of uh, deck building to the way you're playing the game and, and pool building. Man, I really want to try this one out. I don't know a whole lot about it, but it's been on my wish list for a while. So uh, I figured I just got to let everybody know because that was number five, Tainted Grail, The Fall of Avalon. Number four is another one I haven't gotten yet because it came out towards the end of the year, Paladins of the West Kingdom. This is by, again, Shem Phillips and uh, S. McDonald. This kind of was the Architects of the West Kingdom. Kind of this is that next one in that whole series. This is probably one of the more heavier ones of that series, uh, Paladins of the West Kingdom. Uh, But it is getting a lot of good buzz. Another one of these worker placement, and there's kind of a little bit of, has different worker types that are going out there, and there is a little bit more going on to to the game. But I did really love Architects of the West Kingdom, so I really was interested in Paladins of the West Kingdom. As I play that more, you'll hear, uh, you know, might see it show up on some other lists, and uh, you'll hear me talk about that more on the Geek All Stars as well. 
Number three is Lord of the Rings Journeys into Middle-Earth. Now, this is a really cool game by Fantasy Flight Games, one to two hours each one of the sessions. Again, you're talking about more of a kind of a campaign-type game as well, and everybody has their own different character. Uh, one to five players, one to two hours. It's kind of a midway game. What they did here was they kind of took the the core of the second edition of Mansions of Madness, where it's kind of app-driven. Uh, it's kind of, you take that and mix that with the Lord of the Rings shine on it, and you've got Lord of the Rings Journeys in Middle-Earth. Everybody's going to have kind of their own customizable deck there, and you're going to be doing different challenges throughout the game. There's going to be a lot of different quests that you're going to go on. So this kind of has that whole campaign feel as well. This is a very cool game. Another one I've not played very much, but I really dig this sort of game because, you know, it is a longer game that I really like that that kind of feel and a heavier weight to the campaign. But man, we only have uh, so much time in the day, but this is one that is kind of shooting up the rankings. Uh, I'm not sure if it's out of print yet or if they're still putting out more of them, but uh, but it was a little bit hard to to come by when it first did come out. All right, number two by the BGG rankings from last year is Marvel Champions LCG. So, hey, you get somebody's get they're getting that one right. I really, uh, again, really love that game, and it seems like it's shooting up the rankings as well. And the more and more that I think Fantasy Flight is really starting to get behind this one, and I think they're gonna this is gonna be their next big LCG as far as how much they uh, power they put behind it in a lot of these different packs. And the number one by the BGG rankings is no real surprise. This is Wingspan. It's already in the top thirty on BGG overall. This is by Elizabeth Hargrave and Stonemire Games. Uh, this plays in about an hour to an hour and a half, one to five players, and it's a mid-weight kind of Euro type game. This is very family friendly. Didn't make my list because as I play it more and more, uh, I don't really know if the replayability is there, but it's still a great game, you know, because you start seeing through a lot of the cards and, and kind of what what is better. But the art is absolutely fantastic in this game. This is a great game to show kind of the newer gamer or the very lighter hobby board gamers or people that are kind of trying to cross over to the non-gamers, getting them into this type of board games. But it's a great game. But like I said, I mean, uh, hobby board gamers, it's it's okay. It's it's a pretty good game. Like it's it's just fine to own. I just don't think it's the bee's knees. Like it's been. Getting getting, but this is a just a fine game. When you look at games that came out last year, this deserves to be, it's in my top 10 from last year for sure, but definitely not number one, but this is a really, really good game. Last year, I believe it won the Kenner Spiel des Jahres, and I think it probably should have won the Spiel des Jahres because it's not really a Kenner Spiel weight in my opinion. It's a little lighter than that. This is a good, really good family game, which I actually re recommend if you haven't played it, I do recommend everybody play it, especially if you're the kind of person that plays the game a few times and doesn't just play it out like completely a million times, uh, you'll love this game. And like I said, it, it's great for newer type players. So check that one out. Wingspan, uh, that one uh, is about fifty to sixty dollars, and there's a couple expansions that are that are out there. So I think uh, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. It's going to last a while. It's going to be a lot of expansions. Uh, but like again, as you play it five, six, seven times, you start seeing that there isn't as much of uh, kind of replayability or variability as you kind of first feel like when you do look at that deck. But again, fully worthy of that number one, one number one spot on kind of that when I do it, when I search by that BGG ranking. So that was number five, Tainted Grail, The Fall of Avalon. Number four, Paladins of the West Kingdom. Number three, Lord of the Rings, Journeys to Middle Earth. Number two, Marvel Champions, LCG. And number one, Wingspan. I think we'll see a lot more. And of course, once again, my number one was Fleet, the Dice Game. I think we're going to see Marvel Champions is going to have a lot of staying power. And you'll hear that probably on a lot of lists or you hear a lot of people talking about that over the next few years. 
Thanks for joining me this week on a Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. If you've got any questions, feel free to comment on this episode on Majorspoilers.com or go to the site for tons of great podcasts and content by Steven and the rest of the Major Spoilers crew. Also, if you want to give me your Top 5, why don't you go ahead and go to the Discord or, or also reply, send me a tweet on Twitter or go to the Majorspoilers.com and also reply there and give me what your Top 5 was of last year. I'm Dan Dan, a board game man. You can find me, like I said, at Blog or on the Geek All Stars podcast or as a contributor to TMSPM where I do a board game segment with Scott and Brian. And of course, check out the Munchkin Minute, which I do every other week on Munchkin Land. Uh, this month will be a little bit uh, wide because I'll be out of town for most of February this month, but there should be a new one coming out uh, towards uh, this week and next week. I'll be back soon with more top five board gaming goodness, but until then, hey, grab a new board game and have some fun with family and friends. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.